And now, join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of your favorite celebrities. This is Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. Welcome, world. Welcome to an all-new episode of Gold Mines. And what do we do here? I shouldn't have to tell you because you should know. We get inside the minds of amazing individuals. Why? Because you need the information. Why do you need it? Because it's necessary. Why is it necessary? Simply because it's value. I feel like it's my job. I feel like it's my job to put amazing people in front of you so that you can take the tools. You can take the ammunition, put it in your pocket, and fire it off as necessary. Oh! Write that down. Put the ammunition in your pocket and fire it off as needed and necessary. How do I do it? How do I do it? I'll tell you how I do it. By simply waking up and feeling good. And when you feel good, you do great things. And today, I feel good because of the person I'm talking to. You know, guys, I think that we've done a really good job of giving you great personnel. And I also think we've done a very good job of constantly amplifying, right? We progress. It doesn't go backwards. It only goes forward. And today's person, well, today's person is an example of forward direction, forward progression. Let me tell you why. We're talking to a real entrepreneur, a multi-hyphenate. I love to say that because I consider myself to be a multi-hyphenate. So when I get to talk to a multi-hyphenate, I get excited. By multi-hyphenate, well, what am I talking about here? I'm talking about the world of a stand-up <clears throat> comedian. I'm talking about the world of an author. I'm talking about, can I say chef? I mean, kind of. You cook, but I mean, technically. <laughs> you know, I ain't been to nobody's chef school. You don't have to go to chef school. To... I don't really like the word chef for me. What do you like for you? I be cooking. I be cooking. There you go. I like <laughs> I like it. Okay. I like it. Well, we're going to say, I'm going to say a media sensation. Okay. I'm going to say an entrepreneur. I'm going to say an actress. Uh, A New York Times bestseller, guys. That's big. That's very big because it doesn't just happen. Hard work takes that or hard work makes that, by the way. Uh, We're talking about uh, a best-selling memoir and cookbook. The cookbook was Cooking from the Spirit. Uh, We had an inspiration an inspiration book, right? Mm-hmm. A book yep. that was based off of nothing but giving you what you felt people needed. This one was called uh, Feeding the Soul. Come on. Yep. Feeding the Soul. I like that. We'll get into that. Um, also, Seen, Loved, and Heard. And you got a new book. New book I coming do. out, guys. Make a note of this, please. Uh, it's called I Did a New Thing. Ladies and gentlemen, well, to do a new thing, you got to have a thing. <laughs> Can't do a new thing without a thing. We're talking to Tabitha Brown today. Tabitha, welcome to Gold Mines. Well, honey, very good. Thank you. Oh, man. Uh, I appreciate you. I think, I guess my first question, um, there's a lot of soul. There's a lot of feeding. There's a lot of cooking. But a lot of things are dedicated and geared towards the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go in depth about your background and about where you've come from, why such a priority? Why, why, why focus so much on the soul? Why are you so adamant? about mm-hmm. feeding one's soul. What is it? Uh it, it's freedom, right? Uh for me, I did feeding the soul because my soul was not free for a long time. Mm. And so when I found that freedom, I wanted to share with everybody else. And what so, is that what does that mean when you say your soul was not free for a long time? I was living for a lot of other people before living for myself. Oh. And so I was not free. We just right? got a little deep there. Yeah. Well we went to the soul. We went to the soul. Then. Yeah. Um, I mean, to realize that, is there a catastrophic moment mm-hmm. that sat you down and made you pay a little more attention to things that you felt you overlooked? Or was it just kind of looking at your surroundings and the people that you were around and realizing that I'm doing more for and not enough for me? Like, what? what is it that helps spring that realization? 
This is Gold Mines, hosted by Kevin Hart. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to Gold Mines with host Kevin Hart. For me, unfortunately, I got sick, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I got very sick, and I was sick for like a year and a half. Okay. And I thought I was going to die, mm-hmm. right? And so during that journey of sickness, I got into a very dark place, mm-hmm. depression, and uh, I thought God had forgotten about me, mm. right? And I started... Uh, really checking myself like, oh, I grew up in the South, right? So I grew up going to church and I always prided myself on being this woman of faith. And during this time, I had kind of lost faith. But I also realized I was only habitually praying, Mm -hmm. which means I was just praying out of habit, but I won't really believe in it. Mm -hmm. And also because I thought God won't really, you know, hear me or seeing me anymore. Mm -hmm. And my prayer was uh, to God, like I was like, okay, I'm gonna try one last time to like reach him and really have a conversation with God. And my prayer was, God, if you heal me, you can have me. Mm. And what that meant was I couldn't live my life my way anymore. I had to live it the way God intended me to live it, Mm -hmm. how he created me to live Mm -hmm. it. And so I started really every day looking at myself and I was like, okay, what have I created? Who is this this Tabitha I created, right? Because I moved to L.A. from North Carolina trying to, you know, be an actress and pursue fame. And I did everything that I saw or was told to conform and to fit into that box. Mm -hmm. And that was not who God created. That was who I created. And so I had to start taking those layers off. And that's how I had to realize, I was like, oh wait, I always cover my accent because I was told to. I always wore my hair one way, you know, long and straight because I was told to. I was always a certain size because I was told to. That's not freedom. I would code switch. I would do all the things that made everybody else comfortable. Meanwhile, I was suffocating the true me, which is probably why I was sick, right? And so I just got to a place where I said, okay, I got to start taking these layers off. I'm still taking layers off. Wow. That's a big wow. <laughs> That's the truth. It's a, it's a big wow because I can understand and I can relate. There is nothing more humbling or eye-opening than that hospital bed. That hospital bed puts you in a completely different mindset because you start to look around and realize actually what's what's really important. You know what I mean? Like you get to, to your point in taking the layers off, you start to analyze life a little bit 
differently and, and how you looked at it once upon a time, you start to question mm-hmm. if you were looking at it correctly or um, or living you, it correctly. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. And uh, what you said, there's so much value in the words that you just used um, of your freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, operating inside the guidelines of, you know, this is for anybody, you know, I don't know what everyone's guidelines are, but everybody probably has an idea of guidelines that they've created and that they're operating within for whatever reason you feel you have to. Right. Um, but getting to a point where you feel like you're doing what you want to do and living the way you're supposed to live and you're comfortable enough to look in that mirror every day and love the person that you see, um, that's a forever like goal. Yeah. That's true freedom. That's that's true. Yeah. That's true freedom. Absolutely. I can't sit up here and lie to you, Tabitha, and say, like, I look in that mirror and sometimes I'm like, mm. <laughs> hey man. Yeah. You still gotta get some shit together. Right. There's still some days. But I think that I am like a lot better than where I once was. Yeah. But so, even if you can look at yourself and say that, that means you've been doing some work. Yeah. Cause some people look at themselves and they don't say nothing. No, no. I was one of those people. I was, <laughs> I was a shoulder shrugger for a minute. Yeah. I, was, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Right. Uh, but then like after those um, after those damn near life ending moments, you have no choice but to show a little respect and mm-hmm. give credit to the most high. I mean, you know, I'm not the most religious person in the world. I never have been. Mm-hmm. But there's moments where you see the light and you have right. no choice but to humble yourself in that Same. in that time. Um, which is why I said I can relate. Um, yeah. And you freeing yourself and, and getting to a point where you found this version of you. Sometimes when you change, people around you don't accept the change. Ooh. Immediately. Come on and right? preach then. Sometimes, he ain't religious, but he preaches. Sometimes your, <laughs> your change isn't on par for others. And mm-hmm. because of that, your change sometimes forces you to leave some behind. Got to. Um, and in that in that moment or in that time as you're leaving those individuals or individual, whatever it is, mm-hmm. those relationships behind, um, you know, they come with a little heartache. They come with a little turmoil or um, I guess you could say just a little stoppage, right? There's, yeah. there's a little bit of uh, a drama that can present itself in that. Mm-hmm. For you and your change, do you feel like it was supported by the right people? Um, or do you feel like the right people eventually had to learn to get on this train or get left behind with you? What was that transition like? Um, for me, I had the right people in foundation, okay. right? Which is like my husband, my my children, like my family, mm-hmm. right? My daddy. Um, but I did have friends who could not accept my freedom. Okay. And people that I adored and loved and uh, spent a lot of time and years with who were not ready for this tab Mm -hmm. because they're not ready for their own freedom. And I couldn't take it personal. Absolutely it hurt. Absolutely I I did not feel well for a while. Like, dang God, I gotta gotta let these people Mm -hmm. go. Uh, But when you let go of the old you, a lot of other things get let go with it. And you got to be all right with that, right? If you want, because my prayer was also, God, you know, expand my territory. Mm. I want to do the things that you have called me to do. And 
in expanding it, he also had to make it smaller. Because a lot of times people think expand means huge. Mm -hmm. Sometimes expand means small. Mm -hmm. It makes makes my my circle smaller so that I can grow bigger. And I was all right with that. And I'm still all right with it. But he also was seeing the people that I need. You know, uh, there's a lot of things I don't know. And so my my reach can, like I have to have a, a great network, right? I gotta have a great team. So he'll send those people that I need to make sure that, oh, okay, these are all the people that's right. And listen, if it don't feel right, it ain't right. Mm -hmm. And I also don't have a problem with saying that, like, hey, you know, I, this don't feel right for me. So I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to part ways. And it's okay. It's no love loss. It's just I'm I'm living on obedience. Mm -hmm. And obedience is is completely different than living because you want to live. It's like, oh, I'm living because I'm I'm really letting God order my steps. Oh, you're following through with a commitment. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, it's the you're, assignment. Yes. You're, yeah. you're not living on obedience just because it's the cool thing to do. You, right. You made a commitment. Yeah. And in that commitment for your recovery to come and go in full circle and you get back to yourself, well, yeah. you feel like you were answered. And okay, Absolutely. well, then I'm going to follow through with mine. Got to do my part. I got to do my part. That's and right. I 1000% agree and understand. Yeah. Um, what I will say is that it's crazy when you start to let things go, let people go. Um, the opportunities that present themselves sometimes uh, are un like you're unaware of the magnitude of how big these things will be down the line. Yeah. Um, it's things that you have to just kind of handle and manage correctly in the beginning because they, they grow, mm -hmm. they blossom into so many things. There's a lot of people that have partaken in the world of social media and some have done it right, some have done it wrong. You uh, are a pure example of doing it right, right? And building a fan base, an audience, and turning that fan base and audience into supporters of the business ventures, um, ideas, endeavors, et cetera, the things that you wanna do, you own this foundation that you have created. Mm -hmm. Were you aware in your beginning stages of social media that this was something that ultimately you, you had ownership of, this relationship, this thing that you were navigating in? Absolutely not. Okay. I had, honey, not a idea. Okay. 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 I, I'm I'm an actress, okay. right? I moved out here. I, I knew acting. Mm -hmm. I knew SAG. I knew, you know, <laughs> that's what I knew, right? You know how long to be getting the union, honey? That's what, that's what Tab knew. Okay. Uh, and I was always told not to get on social media. As mm -hmm. an actor, they were like, they ain't going to take you serious. You get on there, you know? And so I was like, all right. Who gives this information? This, this is the most mind-boggling thing to me when I talk to people and they go, you know what they said. Yeah. I, I'm so curious. Who... Mm -hmm. Are they the the people who still ain't working? Yeah, <laughs> right. I, wanna, I wish we could put a real name on yeah. they. Like when yeah. I hear people say, "No, you know what they told me." Right. Yeah. You know, all everybody to, they told yeah. me I shouldn't. Yeah. Who? But I will tell you, I did have acting. Uh, you know, teachers, casting directors, like going to workshops and you know training. They would they would say that, and I would I would listen. I'd be like, okay. So I was always very afraid you know, in the beginning of getting on social media. I remember I even had friends who, when the, the uh, Vine came out and they all took off on Vine and we were all actors together. And I was like, oh, honey, y'all not going to work. <laughs> y'all not going to work. And I, I was broke and they was making money. And I still was like, oh, y'all not going. I I had thought I was better. Yeah. And they was on social media and God yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to show you. Yeah. I'm going to humble you real quick. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, but when I got on social media, it was only because I was being obedient. Mm-hmm. I I kind of fought it, right? But in uh, in my journey of my, of my sickness, and I thought, you know, I had the, the prayer that I told you about. A thing that you should know about me is, you know, from the time I have can remember as a child, I I have a gift of of seeing, right, okay. and and dreaming and hearing things that nobody else can see. I know or, two other people like this, by the way. Oh, okay, well, very good. So you familiar? I know two other people like this. Yes. And so when you know, as a kid, I could dream things. I wake up and tell you, tell my mom and them, like, how you? There's no way for you to know that, right? Um, and it's still to to this day. And so about a week or two um, after. You know, I had given God this this information that I would, you know, if he heals me, he could have me. I had this dream and I saw myself on the show. And on this show, the screen was small, but I was completely like who I am, right? My hair was shorter. I had like a little bitty afro. Okay. And I remember waking up and I was like, okay, God revealed that to me because at this time, I'm still not healed. I'm still not well. I'm not on, uh, you know, auditioning. I'm not really able to act. Um, I'm not doing stand up because I had tried to do stand up for a little while, trying to get a TV show. That was my goal. And in prayer, I was like, God, what what was this? How was I on a show? And I heard a voice that said, start doing videos. And I was like, oh, no, Lord, it's easy. I'm not going to do that. I can't I can't do videos. And the voice said again, start doing videos. I was like, why? Why would I, I do a video? And I'm sitting in my floor and I heard as clear as I'm talking to you. He said, listen, when you were out trying to get a TV show and you was doing stand up, because I was going to little clubs and stuff. He was like, you was reaching maybe 15, 30 people a night. You start doing videos, you're going to reach thousands in minutes. And I was like, uh, see, that's where I got you because I ain't even got thousands of followers. I think I probably had like with my friends and family on Facebook, 3000 followers. Mm-hmm. Right. The voice was so loud. He said, start doing videos. And I was like, what would I even do videos about? And so when I first started doing videos, I was kind of telling the same like jokes and stuff I would tell on stage. And I would like go live on my Facebook page and talk about being a mom and, you know, being a wife and all that. And maybe about a couple of weeks in, my daughter came home from school and she was like, hey, mama, we saw this documentary at school. I think you should watch it. And it was what the hell. And I was like, well, it ain't every day, you know, that a a kid come home and tell you to watch a documentary. Mm -hmm. And so when we watched this documentary, it was like maybe a light bulb moment when they started talking about not um, all diseases are hereditary. Sometimes we can eat the same thing that causes the same disease in our family. My mama had died at 51. My daddy is now 72. He's the oldest man to ever live in our family. People die at young ages in my family and they get sick at young ages. And so the only thing that I could think of was that we ate the same way. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Let me try to do this little vegan challenge, right? And so I told my husband, I was like, let's do it for 30 days together. And let me just see if it helps me get better. Because I had a headache in the back of my head for a year and seven months. Wow. Every day. Wow. So when I did the vegan challenge in the first 10 days, my headache disappeared. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm on to something, right? By the 30 days, I had started getting energy again because I had chronic fatigue, chronic pain throughout my body. I was just in bad shape. I was starting to feel like myself again. So I told my husband, I know this is supposed to be a 30-day thing. But tomorrow, I'm not going to go back. This is going to be my life. I think I'm going to go vegan. And he was like, that's so good for you. Um, but I'm going I'm I'm to need You I'm go ahead. It's a chicken, right? I, I love that you're going to do this, babe. This is but, so good Right. That's you. so good for you. It's great right? for you. Which, mm-hmm. is, which is a very important mm-hmm. thing because you got to go on journeys by I yourself sometimes. Right. I support yes, you. Exactly. <laughs> and even if they don't, sometimes you got to be you all right. You got to be by yourself. And so the moment that I said, I'm going to go vegan, like it ain't a challenge, it's going to be my life. The same voice that I heard that said, start doing videos, whispered in my ear and said, now tell people what you're eating in your videos. Wow. And I was like, this is how it started. Lord, I, I don't know about this. This is how it happened. This is how it happened. But I was so afraid. 
And so even in my earlier videos, I'm still not completely tabbed. I'm still trying to watch how I talk and I don't know if they'll accept me this way. I had also shaved off all my hair. I did a big chop. So I was like, Lord, I know all my family in North Carolina can be like, Lord, that girl done got out there to Hollywood. She gone now. She ain't need no, no, no me. She done shaved off all her hair. She done lost her mind. But I was being obedient. And so I did not have any expectation. I did not understand it. I did not care about numbers. I didn't know anything about growing a fan base. That was not my thought. I was just trying to do what God told me to do. So every day, he said thousands of minutes would watch. It would be 30 people on that live. And I'd be like, Lord, it is my aunt, my cousin, <laughs> my, and my friend. My <laughs> I can what call are we doing? I right, exactly. I tell them this information. I would even cry some days because yeah. I'd be cooking. I'd be like, I don't know why God got me doing this video. He told me it's going to be thousands of people. It's 46 people. Like, what am I doing, you know? Uh, but, you know, it 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 started it all and it happened organically. I, I wasn't ever trying to push it. Yeah. I was just uh, consistent. Every day at five o'clock, I cook live. And when I found a new vegan option, I would do a little short video, post it on my Facebook, and it automatically shared it to Instagram. That was all I did, but I did it every day. I was on disability for over a year. So my disability had ran out. And then I had like unemployment that ran out. And so I was starting to feel better. And I told my husband, I was like, because I also had had a nine to five before, you know, going on disability. I said, I don't want to go back to that job now. I feel like, you know, God is like calling. It has this like thing on me. I was like, I'm going to go drive Uber because we in L.A. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to pick up a director or a producer or something. They're going to love me. And I'm going to call you from the yeah. set. Like, that's how I'd be thinking. And I'm going to get discovered <laughs> in my car. Right. And so my husband's like, all right. Tell I was like, I'm telling him I'm about to get discovered in my car. And so I started driving Uber like that in October. And I was still, you know, do my video. I'll make sure I'll be home. Okay, I'd have made enough money to pay this car payment, this phone bill. Like, that's how I measured my, my rides. And uh, I would still go home every day at 5 o'clock and, and and do my my cooking live. And uh, by December 30th of 2017, I had dropped somebody off by Whole Foods one morning. and was like, oh, Whole Foods be having vegan options. So I'm going to go ahead and give me a little breakfast. And I went in there and, and I had never heard of a vegan bacon at that time because I was just a couple months in. And I was like, oh, let me get this sandwich. It was a TLTA, but I said the name wrong, called it a TTLA. And I was like, oh, let me do a video, tell people I found a new vegan option because it was so good. And I was sitting in my car, did the video, posted it, went back to driving, got home and turned my phone on. And that video had like a bloop, 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 50,000. I was like, who's watching this? Next morning had over 100 some thousand. I was like, I told my husband, I said, I think I'm going viral. He was like, what that mean? I said, I don't know. <laughs> he was like, well, you going to make some money? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and within four days, uh, Whole Foods reached out through Facebook. and was like, we saw your video. We'd love to work with you. And I've been doing this ever since. Then the, the discovery of endorsement came through the discovery of yeah. unknown. Yep. I mean, it's insane. Like these, these are the stories that people just need to hear need to understand and truly, truly need to hold on to, right? Because yeah. the thing that you're preparing for or the thing that you think that you're preparing for is going to come when you're least prepared. Yeah. Um, but it's about your mindset during that time. Mm -hmm. If you're ready for it, how you take it on, how you handle it, more importantly, how you proceed after. And what I love the most about what you're talking about, you're talking about saying, look, this is just what I was doing. And I love that I was able to do it and do it as myself. Yes, I was, Lord. I was very happy in yeah. doing it. Still curbing myself in small ways, but it was the discovery, just trying to figure it out. And ultimately, people just gravitated towards what they felt was real. Yeah, it was real information. 
mm-hmm. attached to a real like halfway piece of understanding to what this world was. Like I'm new to this vegan space. Right. And in my world of discovery, I'm going to take you guys on a journey with me. As I find it, I'll show you. As I cook said things, exactly I'll happened. cook it for you. Yeah. Oh my God, I done found this <laughs> vegan bacon. I didn't even know they had this. Here's where I went. And then what yeah. happens is, well, you become an influencer. And the power of the influencer is so underrated. Mm. It's so underrated because the businesses gravitate towards the influencer because your words speak volumes for the brand that the brand doesn't know how to say on their own. They can't program what you can do. They can't. Yeah, true. They can't. Yeah. Then the real, real, nothing beats realness. At all. Yeah. Nothing here's the flip though. Tabitha, yeah. let me tell you what you did. You drop a little gold nugget on Come you. Come on with it. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> gold nuggets. All the listener knows when I say gold nuggets, something is coming. We need a like an alert. When I say gold nuggets, like I don't know what gold. It should be the little gold some, coins. Something should happen. Like, <laughs> like, don't make it sound like shit in the toilet, but something like, like here it comes, right? The flip that people miss is as an influencer, your power is elevating these brands. While doing that and understanding that, you grab that information and then you embed that information into the world of your brand. Mm -hmm. How do you develop your brand so that your brand gains value at the same time that you're bringing value to these? Mm -hmm. Because if you do that correctly, then you as an entrepreneur are going to say, you know what I want to do? And when I say I want to do this thing, not only will I do it, I'm going to let the same people that have been following me forever follow me on my new venture, on my new journey. And they'll get excited about seeing me grow and do. I'm now an example of not just saying things, but completing things. Yeah. So my brand has blossomed and flourished, but my brand is homegrown. So your people are following what they know is real, true, mm-hmm. but doable. Very doable. That's the golden nugget. Come on. Doable. Yeah. And what the bulk of people are looking for in our world is a how. Mm-hmm. What do I do? How? How do I start? Where do I go? What do I do? The more stories, the more live examples of you fuel the opportunity for those that are simply like, well, how? And your story of how is so dope because you took that moment and the once upon a time personality that was just cooking just to cook and sharing the stories where you turn that into the world of (laughs) your cookbooks and your reason behind recipe and stories attached to. And then that went to more books. How did you then say, you know what? Hey, I can play in this space and I can do more than just cook. What what was it? What what sparked that next thought? Give me that one. More gold with Kevin Hart after this. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Here's to the paper pushers, the rush hour warriors, 
and the gotta get awayers. Trade the daily grind for a place to unwind, where you can rise with the tide and roll down the boardwalk, where you can eat french fries for lunch and ice cream for dinner, where your only commute is your walk to the beach, where every day feels like Saturday. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. We return to Gold Mines, hosted by Kevin Hart. When Whole Foods reached out, I was like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm not a lady that just cook and do, uh, you know, food reviews. Mm -hmm. I'm a trained actress. So y'all got some commercials y'all want to do? I love that she keep throwing it. Tell right. make sure you understand that. Listen. Tell if she don't say nothing else, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Because look, let me tell you why I can't. Let me tell you what, I got, I'm a, I got a mini okay. job. Okay. I would, first of all. I got it. I was okay. in class. <laughs> I, was I, I class, done did the studies, okay? okay? I, done did I, I, I done been in there. I done did the whole okay. Y'all know I left the South. I came <laughs> to out, come here. out here. I came out here. To do the drink. Okay. <laughs> and then I, now I got a team. But, uh, <laughs> and I cut up. Yeah. Um, but that's what I told them. Yeah. Right? And so I did campaigns for them, mm -hmm. right? I, I did commercials for them. And. I was like, kind of what you said, everything that I had been doing organically every day with my fans, you know, with cooking, they would be listening, right? And so they was like, hey, we want a seasoning. And so I started trying to develop my own seasoning. I was like, would y'all really buy a seasoning? You know, even I am a storyteller, right? And so, I'm, you know, when you're from the country, you grew up around like older people, we have sayings and stuff. It's just a natural thing for me. I didn't realize how much I in my freedom that I would say things that became like catchphrases for people. I would go live, but never watch my lives back, right? So I would just be in the moment. I would read the comments as we going sometime. But one day I had went to the gym and I was on the elliptical and I was like reading comments. I said, why do people keep saying that's my business? I, it, it, all in the comments. So I was like, let me watch this live and see what they talking about. Maybe I missed something. I probably said, cause that's my business 30, wow. 40 times the wow. whole time while I was cooking. Mm -hmm. So people start saying, Tab, can you put that on a T-shirt? Mm -hmm. I was like, on a T-shirt? Mm -hmm. Are people really going to buy a mm -hmm. T-shirt? They say, because that's my business. This was my first kind of like wake up to like, oh, wait, these people will really bless me. Mm -hmm. Right. This is like they, they support me. And I went downtown L.A., got me some T-shirts, found me a printer, got them printed up, came back. I had a little Etsy store because I used to sell like, you know, clothes and stuff on there. Tab always had a, a hustle, okay? Um, and so I loaded it on there, on, on my T-shirts, 
and I announced to the people, I was like, hey, I did these t-shirts y'all asked me for, but I only had got like a hundred because I was like, I don't know if people are really gonna buy them. And so I loaded it and I went to the grocery store real quick. Gone. And I came back Gone. and I was like, went to the site and I couldn't see it. I said, Lord, I must've loaded it wrong. Gone. They was gone. Gone. And so when you look at your analytics, you can see how many people tried to buy. Mm -hmm. I missed 3,600 orders because mm. I did not believe people would buy. Mm -hmm. I only had 100, but I could have made. And that was my first. I was like, oh, I need a T-shirt business. Mm -hmm. So I started doing my own merch. Mm -hmm. Right. And I did it myself. I had my daughter on payroll. I was like, you, you, you don't want to go to school. OK, you're going to run customer service. We're going to do, you know, so I had my own T-shirt brand. And uh, that turned into as I'm cooking, doing the spice, I was like, I might can create my own spice. So I was trying to do it, but it was very hard and I didn't know anything about it. Cause I don't really know anything about food other than cooking it and eating it, right? And at this time. And so McCormick Spice had reached out. Now we, you know, kind of in, in the pandemic. And they was like, we would love to, you know, work with you on, on a recipe. Mm -hmm. So I cook, I already, you know, my granny them was cooking with McCormick. So I was cooking with their products. And they was like, okay, let's do a, a live with you cooking. And I was like, okay, I'll make some pasta. Did that, and afterwards they were like, "Did you ever want to do your own spice?" I was like, "I've been trying to develop one, but I don't have the the resources." Pow, ping. That's pow. how that came Everything's to be. Starting to right? Pow, pow, pow. Everything. So then, uh, same time, I, well, ever since 2018, when I cut my hair off, she started growing back. So I had like a little short afro. Is she your hair? She is. Her name, okay. Her name is Donna. Okay, Donna. Donna. Okay, kind of. And so I was cooking live one night, and my hair it had, it had grown about this much, but it was. It was sitting straight up at the top. Mm -hmm. Now it's curly, but not in the top. It was just straight. Ah, damn it, Donna. And you, listen, I and I said she didn't have a name at that point. Okay. And I was cooking. I said, why is this piece of hair sitting straight up mm -hmm. looking like Don King? I'm about to call her Donna. Okay. And people was like, from that day on, everybody know her. It's Donna. And I call her Donna. Like, that's when she was born. So I just forever called her Donna. And because of my neck injury... I used, I had a spell where I had to sleep straight, like flat on my back. So my hair had started to thin in the back. Mm -hmm. So I started trying to find products to help her grow back. And because I was a new vegan, I didn't want to just put anything in my head. So I was Pow. like, maybe I can create my own product. Pow. Right? Pow. So I'm trying to do that. Then my business partner who was, she was a mom that um, my uh, husband coaches basketball, coaches kids. Her son was on the program. And so she came, she was like, I have an idea I want to run by you. And so she had an idea for uh, a hair care line. I said, girl, I've been trying to develop a hair care line for the last year. She was like, I got it because you cook and that's Donna. We can, You can name it Donna's Recipe. And that's how I have my own hair care brand called Donna's Recipe. So everything is me. Where like I'm intentional. At? <laughs> Where was I at? I mean. Working? You were working. God damn it. You know? But that's how, that's literally how Donna's Recipe came to be. Here's, here's so, like what's so dope about like what you now have and i love saying like this because you know people i think people understand like how i think i'm i'm a big connect guy mm -hmm. right yeah if it doesn't connect it doesn't make sense and ultimately i'm trying to complete a circle mm -hmm. right and what you're doing is basically putting these things that put you in position to complete a circle and the circle is a circle of life Mm -hmm. I break this down. Come on. In a circle of life, people do the same things in different places all over the world, mm -hmm. right? People are going to eat. Uh, people are going to sleep. People are going to drive. 
people are going to travel, people need a home, mm -hmm. and people are going to want to take care of themselves. And that can be in health and wellness, that can be in skin, hair, um, you know, I guess you say longevity like products. Mm -hmm. These are the things that ultimately are never going to go away. Right. Within that, you also have people want to dress, mm -hmm. right? These small things, how I broke it down, all connect the wheel of life. Now, mm -hmm. you can start to elevate these different things through luxury, through mid, through uh, low, through affordable, through high price. It's It all starts to vary. This is how you go and start to play the game. But if you put yourself or your business in the place and space of that wheel and you start to connect the dots properly, you'll find a through line through connectivity to the people that just align with you. So as you're talking about cooking, you're talking about hair, you're talking about product, you're talking about reading, you're talking about feel good, soul. You're talking about <laughs> energizing people in a way that can complete and complete and complete again. And now, because you have a proof in concept, well, now you just take the concept and now you can go to whatever brand you want and you can say, I want to develop my version, but I want to use your ecosystem, yeah. but I want to split it with you. Well, that's how their businesses continue because they don't keep thinking of the fucking great ideas. Right. Other people come to them with the great ideas, but you chop it down. Mm -hmm. I need your infrastructure. You need my mind, my idea. Product is delivered quick, fast, <laughs> in a hurry, in bulk. My overhead isn't that crazy. We meet, we split, we go. By the way, I want a bigger marketing infrastructure. I'm going to go and partner with a marketing infrastructure. You can keep now going up because the business that's happening is the business is real. And yes. the business that's real, it can only progress into so much more. Like, I'm excited to see how many more dots you connect in this space because your discovery is just coming off of you going, yeah, that's this, this, this. They, they told me, hey, who, who died? Who died? That's my hair. Y'all know it's been flat in the back. What you using to get it out? Oh, uh, I don't know. I've been using some stuff. I've been using this, this stuff. It's working. Yeah. My hair getting full. Girl, give me the recipe. Hold on now. Yeah. You yeah. Pause it. You, yeah. You pause your lives. You won't die this way. Oh, wait a minute. That's my that's my next. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Literally everything that I do, that's how it happens. I love that. Yeah. Everything I do, it's, it comes from something that really means something for me. So are you right. falling? Are you now falling in love with the business of the business? I love business if the partnerships are right. Ah, OK. Right. I'm I'm. I'm spiritual, right? Okay. Uh, I I feel, and if it's a you know if it feels right, I I'll, I'll be all in. If it don't feel right, it ain't a, no amount of money in the world that's mm -hmm. gonna make me say. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh no, God bless y'all. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do love it. I, I love how many uh, people I can touch. Mm -hmm. uh, I love how many lives I can change, and uh, I also love like waking up with an idea and then actually seeing it come to pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I really enjoy that. Well, now you, you said earlier, um, you mentioned the word team, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, which means that you obviously have people that you are working with. I want to get to your daughter um, in a little bit. But, you know, to get a team, you would have had to vet out or make decisions as to 
who best fits the world mm-hmm. of and, you know, who aligns with the vision that you have and more importantly, the level of care and who do you trust right. to say, I'm empowering you to do this for me and help this grow with me. How did you go about, you know, choosing mm-hmm. the members of the quote unquote team? Did you get help or was this a discovery of yours as well? It was, uh, and people don't be believing me, but so I, when I first started, I was just trying to get into the Atlanta market. So I had signed with this manager in Atlanta. So when I went viral, I hit my agent up at the time. I was like, hey, I, I done went viral and I need to, you know, figure out like what, what to do. And they were like, oh, this is just a thing. We we don't, we're not really into the social media. It'll it'll fizzle out. And I was like, yeah, but I, I'm, Whole Foods is saying that they want to work when they were like, mm, you no, don't really, you know. It's nothing. And so I was like, okay. So in the manager, she didn't know at all. Because when she told me to charge them $500, I said, girl, we're going to part ways, right? And I mean, it's not going to work out, right? So I had a friend who was a producer. And he and I had been trying to develop like a little, maybe a cooking show or do something. Because he used to watch my lives. And he was like, you you got something. He was like, I don't know what it is, but we can't stop watching. Me and my wife be watching. He had slid in my DMs too. And we had uh, had a meeting. And we had just, you know, kind of went back and forth about different things. God put him in my spirit. And I called him. I said, hey, listen, um, I need you to be my manager. And he was like, oh, I, I'm not a manager. I, I'm, I'm a producer. I said, yeah, but the Lord told me to start giving you 10%. Yeah. So I'm going to just start giving you 10%. By the way. And you're very smart. And I know you're going to figure it out. You bullied and him. <laughs> you. With love you and money. You bullied that man <laughs> in a religious way. This doesn't happen often. There's only a couple instances I paid that, that are currently in time where the Lord has put you in a position to bully. You bullied that poor man. Stephen Love. Yeah, Stephen Love was, was strong-armed. The first... I'm going to just give you this 10% and you're going to start doing the work. The first religious strong-arm to date that's been talked about on gold mines. Happened here. It was, it, the, it was this, a spiritual awakening. This, okay, <laughs> you gotta read between so, the lines, people. You gotta listen to what she's saying. Okay, and so he became my manager. He took right? it. He said, "Okay." He, he did it, and well, he so got no choice for two I mean, years, from like you know, 2018 to 2020. Me and Stephen did probably over 50 deals together. Wow! Right? Wow. We learned as we went. We didn't know it. Both of us, we were like, we know the entertainment world, but we don't know this social Figuring media branding and all this. And so he ended up um, as a producer doing a project. He had won an Emmy for it, right? And he ended up uh, getting signed with CAA. CAA was always my dream agency. So I said, hey, Steve, you got to pitch me to them. You got to tell them about me. He was like, man, I'm telling them every day when I'm ha- you know, I have an opportunity, I'm telling them. And this was like 2019 when this mm-hmm. happened. And so... Uh, they ain't, they ain't called me. They was just like, oh, okay, you, oh, that's great. Like that, you know, it was just that kind of thing. And in 2020, when the pandemic kind of had, you know, took off, uh, I had got on TikTok. My daughter was like, mom, you need to get on TikTok. And so I was like, girl, I don't, I don't really know there's kids on there. And she was like, no, you could be like TikTok mom. You could do your, you know, food uh, videos. You could do your inspiration, but you just got to be quick because it's 60 seconds. And I was like, all right. So I got on there and she was right. In the first, you know, week I went viral. In the first 30 days, I had a million followers. The next week I had two million. It just kept growing, right? And all of a sudden, Stephen called me. He was like, hey, CAA called me because they seen me on TikTok. I was like, not the CAA who didn't want, want me last year. 
petty, just petty, <laughs> knowing I was ready for the call, though. And so uh, he was like, they want to, you know, take a meeting with you. So I was like, OK. So that's how that happened. Like I took a meeting, but I had prayed that night before. I said, God, I need a real team. Mm -hmm. Like I need a team. Mm -hmm. And I took the meeting uh, with my agent, our, our leader. And while I'm talking to her, she was like, I normally wouldn't do this. She said, but I feel like you need a whole team, which is for me confirmation, right? She was like, I want to introduce you to this management company. And I was like, okay. So then I did another, you know, this is when everybody was doing Zooms. Took another meeting and I was like, oh, this feels right. Like it's management, mm -hmm. now I have, you know, agency, mm -hmm. this is a, a good team. And we all worked together, you know, for maybe the last like two and a half years, right? Cause Steven went on to do other things like producing mm -hmm. major films and things. And then as opportunities came, I would hire internally, right? Like, I, okay, I need an assistant or I need, you know, um, production. I would hire those people, but it had to be, it had to, you know, still feel right. Some people I knew, um, some people I didn't, right? But I would kind of, you know, cross paths with them. And what made you realize that you, that you needed that though? Like at that, at that point, like, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of an assistant or the idea of personal help, was it just, was it becoming overwhelming for Things you? Things were moving so fast and lack of knowledge, mm -hmm. right? Um, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And I'm always walk in the room and say, you know, I'm going to be observant. But if I don't know, I'm going to say, oh, I, I don't know. And I need somebody to speak English to me. Okay. And if I can't understand English, that means I really don't have the knowledge. So I need to find somebody who has the knowledge, who can also break it down for me. That's how I think about things like that while learning. Uh, but when things started moving very fast and I, if I can't keep my eye on everything, that's when I know I need a team. I need somebody in place to keep their eye on that. Because uh, my husband at the time, he thought that he was like, hey, babe, I, I got you. I, I, I can look at, I can make sure. And he said, no, but you're going to need some help because <laughs> I can't, I, I love, can't pay attention. I love that though. I love you it. Know? I love the honesty. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I love I think the the smartest person in the room is the dumbest person in the room. Oh yeah. Because the dumbest person be in the, the smartest room person. has no problem with just saying, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the assumption that you do know or to want the assumption mm -hmm. that you do know when you don't is the most ignorant thing ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a firm believer in the, in the hand raise. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I, I can tell you, and this is a matter of fact, <laughs> and there's people that work for me in this room, I am not the smartest person <laughs> in Heartbeat, okay? <laughs> I know that people yeah. may think, oh man, look at Kevin Hart. I'm telling you right now, I have done a great job yeah. of surrounding myself with brilliant minds yes. to ultimately make this brilliant thing work. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've gotten smarter yes. by simply learning from my environment. But I'm a firm believer mm -hmm. in supporting the idea of onboarding and opportunity for those that know and can do what you can't. That's right. You can't do it all. No, I cannot. You can't. No. You but can't. I like that you you said that you are the heartbeat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you have somebody else that can be, you know, arm, leg, yeah. you know, hands, yeah, yeah. brain. Well, I wear jackets there. that make it look like I Right. Yeah. And that's what we do. I got smart clothes. Yes. They Remember look that very time good. I wore that thing? <laughs> when I had that with thing the crease on in with it. The, the shoes mm. and the jacket <laughs> with the stuff. It looked like I was the man. Yeah. yeah. I left that me like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> somebody got the Somebody got to lay that out for me. Speak what English did that man in there say? <laughs> Listen, my my quote is always speaking. Yeah, to do, me, do we have the deal yeah. or not? <laughs> what is really going on? Yeah, well, Kevin, I think yeah. they basically just said yes. Okay, because the way he said it, <laughs> it didn't really come out the way that I had thought. So, yeah, uh, I am very impressed 
not just by the conversation, but by you. Um, I mean, A, you should know that. That's why you're here. Um, B, I'm also impressed at your ability to align yourself with those that you love. Your husband, mm -hmm. your daughter. You mentioned your husband several times. You mentioned your daughter briefly for a moment. I said I wanted to get to that. I mean, the shows that you've done online, right? Mm -hmm. um, you put yours with you. And, you know, I think it's very clear the amount of love that you have for yours through the videos. And I think the people that have watched these videos through the duration of time, they relate, they understand, they more importantly feed off of that. Um, was that, was that the, the idea from the takeover? Was that a discovery as well? Was it, Hey honey, come and be in this with me. And I just want to see what'll happen. Or, <laughs> Hey sweetie, I know that you helping me with this, but I want you to do this. And we're going to do these things on Mondays. And I think it could be cool. Was the idea like vetted out from the beginning or was it a chance and like, eh, let's just see. I want to see what happens. Sit in this with me. How did that come about? So when I first started doing videos very early on and, and, People who've been following me for a long time, they know this. My husband did not want to be on nobody's video, mm -hmm. right? So even when I would cook live in my kitchen, you would hear him, but you never saw him. You would hear him like, man, you got them people looking in our kitchen. I can't even go to the refrigerator, right? He was very much so like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. When that first check hit, he was like, you ain't turn your phone on it. They do little videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we ain't even When last time you posted? Because, you know, you know, he bear one plus one equal two, right? Uh, but he still didn't want to be in, uh, like, on camera necessarily. <laughs> my daughter and my son uh, at the time, you know, they were still very young and, and my daughter was still in school. I'm cooking. Mm -hmm. So it's a real, this real life. Yeah. You would just see them walking around. My son could barely lift his head over the counter at yeah. that time. He would be like looking at, the, hey, hey, hey guys, you know, Choice would come on and uh, back then it was a, a, a app that she would read off of and it would be like a daily inspiration. She would come and get a word of the day, like just something that she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. She was a teenager. And I'm like, girl, come on, get the people a word while I'm getting something out the oven. Like, you know, it was just a natural thing. Mm -hmm. It was never a plan. It was like, if you're going to see Tab, you're going to see all of me. Yes. So when she graduated high school, she knew she didn't want to go to college. And we knew that she wanted to get into entertainment in some type of way. She was like in modeling. And I told her, I said, listen, the way that I can help you is by showing people who you are. Right. And then you develop your, you know, your followers that way then it's up to you to show them who you are, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, every Monday, because God had told me to start to bless small businesses. And I was like, well, Lord, how am I going to do that? Because I would always like post I love and this, stuff. By the way. And so I said, you know what? Every Monday, we are going to showcase small businesses. You're going to get on here. You're going to be my co-host. And that way, people you know, will start to follow you. And then you'll gain your audience and then you can start getting your own brand deals and things. Mm -hmm. So that was my thought for her. Mm -hmm. And that's how Very Good Monday started. So we started doing that. And, you know, every Monday we would get on there and just, you know, bless business. By the way, it's in in that like idea and that breakdown, like you can clearly see how your mindset of business mm -hmm. has changed. Right. Like what, what once was in the beginning and how you started in the beginning is the way that you approach things now. So right. the way that you're giving your daughter the game and how you're going to do it is so dope because it's after your experience is giving you the knowledge, hey, this is how we're going to break you and set you up. Yes, I love absolutely. that. Absolutely. I yeah. love that. And I love the idea too of of highlighting the world of small businesses. Yes, right? it's a passion for yes. me still. I still do it now, mm -hmm. right? Uh, now, when it comes to my husband, for Fridays with Tab and Chances, which is our podcast, it started off very organically. This was not a plan. So what happened was 
for like two years, people kept saying, how you and Chance get together? Like, what's y'all story? And so I said, you know what, babe? People keep asking, let's do a video and just tell our story how we got together, right? Yeah. People ask my wife all the time. Right. I like, just tell her, tell them the truth. I was a dime. <laughs> I was a dime. You saw me. You was like, I got to have him. That's couldn't all it resist. was. That's that's what it was. I, right. I didn't do nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you just showed up. I was just there yeah, being a dime. <laughs> Okay, when you when you got the dime isms, okay, stuff just happened. Come on, you you know she she can't stand it. By the way, she not even close like to the this. truth. No. Not even close to the truth. Right, that's, right. That's the story that I've held on to for years. And that's your business. Huh? I was drinking lemonade. Yeah, minding my business. She walked up on you. She talking about can I get a sip? Well, you know what I said? <laughs> no, <laughs> crazy lady. <laughs> she just kept coming back. Exactly. How yeah. so? When with that information, like. Did he take to it? And and one well, what my, happened? We did a one of my uh, my friends was there, who I call my brother Nick, wrote out the questions for us, and I was like, "You ask us the questions, and we'll answer the questions, okay. right?" Okay. And so we did that, and with telling our story as well, and we ended up posting it on a Friday. Mm -hmm. So people went like crazy. the video went crazy. They were like, "Oh my God, it's Fridays with Tab and Chance," and I was like, "Hey, babe, they oh. they think it's a Friday thing." He's talking about, I, "I ain't got nothing to do with what they think." We didn't did the video you wanted yeah. to do, and that's it. I go keep on asking. And I was like, I, it, "This is him." I said, "But babe, what if we did it every Friday?" See, see what I'm saying? And we called it Fridays. See, that's why I don't chains. do nothing with you. Right? That's why I don't do nothing. <laughs> this is exactly with you. what why, he called you today yeah, before I came over. This, this is why, exactly this what he said. That's why I don't do nothing. with I you. I said, "But we could probably make money." He was like, "Now hold on, now." What you mean? Now, when you say money? we, how, how we gonna, which, how we gonna make the money? How we gonna split like, that? Because you know we are gonna get the ad revenue. We we'll, we'll throw it up on Facebook. Because back then, you know, Facebook was was paying very good. I mean, I'm not very mad. Good, you I'm know? not mad to do it if you Listen, want me to do it. This was him. Okay. So I was like, all right. So then we just started doing prizes with Tabby Chance, and that's how it started. Wow. On our phone. Wow. Yeah. I hope you guys are listening. Yeah. I hope you're listening. I hope you're holding on to this because it's so authentic. It's so real, and there's such a there's such a beautiful smile on her face as she's telling the stories <laughs> and going down memory lane and how these things blossom, how they manifested into what they are now. Do you know, or have you ever met Regina Hall? I have. I met her in passing, but years ago, but I haven't like recently. You would, but absolutely I love, love Regina Hall. So you know, Regina Hall <laughs> for years. Regina's that's my sister. Regina yeah. Hall is probably. Top two, arguably could be one, um, like people in my life, especially in this business, mm -hmm. like Nana Jean Jean is what I call her because she's just so old acting. Yeah. But for years, Regina would always tell me how she sees things mm -hmm. and, you know, Kevin, I foresee stuff and baby Kevin, I want to tell you like this is what I saw for you and this is what she would do it for years. And I used to. I used to fight Regina off. Regina, get stay your crazy ass <laughs> over there. Don't come over here with that mess. Yeah. We on set, Regina. Don't start with me. Baby, yeah. I just want to tell you something. This morning I had a good vision of you. Your mother says hi. She would always say these things. And like That's she my beat life. me down. <laughs> she beat me down to the point to where like I had to start listening to her. Yeah. And and she not in a in a like not in a weird way was like she really explained to me what it was and what she would do. And it was after my mom passed away. I'm telling you the story for a reason. My mom had passed away. She was crying. She was so emotional. She was so sad for me. And she like left me alone for a week. And like after she was like, Kevin, she was like, I had a dream. She said, and I just got to tell you like your mom is okay. Yeah. And I was like, Regina, don't start with me. Don't try to like 
get a reaction out of me. Not today. No, like, baby, she's she's fine. She's happy. And, like, you just should know that. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And then my babies, my baby was born. Before my daughter was born, Regina, she was like, you having a girl. <laughs> Regina, Nico, we might be twins. I'm telling you, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you how she beat me down. You mm-hmm. having a little girl. You having a little girl. And I think you're going to have another baby, too, with Nico. You're going to do boy-girl with Nico. Then Nico ended up having a girl boy, had two. Okay. Regina, hey, that youngest one, he's going to be the one. That little boy, he's going to be, watch. Mm-hmm. Comes out with this personality like crazy. <laughs> I saw that. I saw him being exactly like, I mean, yeah. everything this woman has said, I wish I could debate it. I wish I could say I fought her off with it. It has all come true. Yeah. Opportunities. Career, this woman has seen my life unfold and whatever dreams she done had. <laughs> and in the way that you talk, she's a person that you should meet. And if I can yeah. help in you meeting her, when I say there's so many similarities yeah. that you'll be mind blown yeah. between you and Regina, just the way you talk about the spirit, the way you talk about God, the way you talk about your life, how you've changed, your commitment. She's somebody that you would find an amazing. I would love that. I'm, I'm, yeah. that's, I would, yeah. I'm going to spearhead that right. introduction just yeah. because I think it's something that would be good for you. And yeah. especially with her in the business and where she is and what she's done, uh, she's another entrepreneur. But yeah. there's so many. But I love that you accepted it finally. Well, she beat me down. <laughs> Listen, and, and you can't strong like, when you say yeah the same thing you did to that poor man same thing you did to that poor uh manager that wasn't trying to be a manager that you made a manager that Listen, poor man yeah that now is happy but you know what's crazy about that with with steven i we didn't know each other like really really know each other we were getting to know each other so i didn't know what was happening in his life god just told me start giving him 10 percent, mm-hmm. right he told me later that he was driving lyft and he didn't tell nobody and the money I was giving him was paying his bills, wow. getting him and his wife caught up. Wow. Yeah. yeah see, so the, we got to be obedient. Cra- no, no, no. That's the yeah. That's the craziness. That, and yeah. that's also what I mean about the information. Like, I can, you can only fight it off of it so much, but when yeah. it's actually happening, mm-hmm. it gets a little, like, you can't ignore it. Yeah, you can't. Well, Regina, I, I cannot ignore it. And I'll tell you what else I can't ignore. Um, I can't ignore just your amazing personality. Um, your take on life mm-hmm. and your transparency, right? Like that's a gift in itself. And, you know, those that have that gift and that share it, people gravitate towards it. Mm-hmm. So it's no shock that you are where you are. It's no shock that uh, your fan base has grown into what it is today. It's no shock that you keep finding new ventures to give your all to because the personality that you have is one that's addicted to the feeling of feeling good. And as you mm-hmm. find things that make you feel better, well, you just keep doing more. Yeah. And that's what I think you have fallen in love with, the feeling of feel good. Um, and these things are doing just that. And I hope that it continues. Like, Thank I hope you. that you complete this circle. And whether you realize it or not, I hope that what I said to you resonated enough for you to kind of look at it as a yeah. circle of connection. Because I swear to you, it's going in that direction. And entrepreneurs are great for a reason because you just continue to do the things that other people don't get done. I appreciate that. And I receive it. I mean it. Yeah, I'm going to keep I mean on it. going. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, what an episode. 
<laughs> what an episode. This is Gold Minds. You know what we do here. We get inside the minds of amazing individuals. And today was no different. Why? Well, because gems were dropped. Notes were given. Honesty was used. More importantly, it was for you. Don't not take advantage of what's free. And this information is just that. Guys, uh, there's a new book coming out from Tabitha Brown. The new book is called I Did a New Thing. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker that she did a new thing. It should yeah. be obviously. Going to keep doing it. Because she's going to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, Tabitha, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, um, What an amazing conversation. I'm serious. And I, I got a little bit. It. I feel like you fed my soul today. Well, I am so grateful for that. I feel like you yes. did. You said some things that I need to that I need to sit my little ass down and hold on to and <laughs> reevaluate. And we I are always know. worthy of that. Well, I'm just telling you. you do. I do not take for granted some of the stuff you said, and it was said to me today for a reason. So I'm going to go sit down in my office and go look in the mirror and have a conversation <laughs> with myself. It's nobody's business what I got to say to myself. Listen, ain't nobody's business but yours. Ain't nobody's business but mine. That's right. Shall I give my signature ending for you? Yes, please. For your folks? And yes. Things? Okay, well, very good. But thank you. I appreciate you for having me. I appreciate that. Uh, and until the next time, honey, y'all going about your business and have the most amazing day. But even if you can't have a good one, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's here. Love y'all. God Boy, bless you. Boy, if the world listened to that, we would... <laughs> Man, it'd be such man, a better place if the world <laughs> talking about saying what everybody should just you understand. Just because your day tore up, you ain't got to yeah, tell man, nobody. You else would say it differently. I would definitely use love <laughs> profanity in my mind. Your fucking bit. See, this is my problem, Kevin. That ain't that ain't my message, Kevin. No, I get what you're saying, Tabitha. Mind your fuck, everybody. This is a y'all and everybody else's shit. No, Kevin, that's not. Kevin, I'm. I, it, didn't, it didn't really go that yeah, there's way. There's a much you know? more cleaner take on it, Kevin. Yeah, the Lord is still working yeah, on Yeah, he's working know? on me. Just be patient. Be patient. Yeah, and that's me. your business. I'm going yeah. to mind my business, and I, I hope everybody follows suit. Tabitha Brown. This is Gold Mines. I'll see you next time. Gold Mines with Kevin Hart is a Sirius XM and Laugh Out Loud radio production, executively produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, Mike Stein, Brian Smiley, Eric Eddings, and Eric Weil. Additional production from Elise Ellis and engineer by Marcus Ham. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.